behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. We're back for another week of the Taxi Squad. I'm AJ Fredrickson, joined alongside today by Jason Stormer and Artis Woods. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Feeling good. A little tired. It's oh, been yeah. a long day for your boy. It's been a very long day. <laughs> it's been a day. very long day for your boy. I've, but, got, I've um, got no sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm out of it today. But I told yeah. you guys that going into it, that I was going to be a little bit exhausted today. Yeah. I'm a little bit exhausted today. Yeah. But that's that's life sometimes, man. You got to roll with the punches sometimes, you know? Working those full-time jobs, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard out here. But... We are here for today's mm. show, though. Exactly. So we, we are we here. I think, it. I think it's we the first time it. for the three of us that we've had everybody in the building uh, I think for this recording. Is right. Because this is our third episode together now, right? The three Should of be. us? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Oh, this is the way to be. I like doing the in-studio thing. I like, I like being able flow. to look you guys right in the eye and just deliver my spewing takes right to your faces. Yeah. That's I'll, just me. And you're like just loaded flow. up on ranch today again. <laughs> I did not have McDonald's in any capacity <laughs> within the last week. So, oh, wait. Well, you're, well, you I go have ahead. a quick gripe about McDonald's. Let's do it. Number one. The floor is yours. I don't know why they have jacked their prices up so high. I don't because know what's going on with that. I haven't been in a while. And it's nuts, though. I mean, And they're greedy. And they are a little bit expensive for just I being to, McDonald's. I used to just be able to go to the dollar menu, you know, get a McChicken with cheese and bacon, you ooh, know, get a ooh, large fry. Customize. I like that. Oh, yeah. For yeah, sure. Dude, for sure. Yes. It would run me like $4 at one point. Now you're looking at like $10, to $11. And then I today know. I tried to get a McGriddle and I love McGriddles. Did you get ranch? No. <laughs> okay. No. You definitely God, no. don't do ranch with that. No. And I never have done that, by the way. I just want to say for the record. It was just with like McMuffins and stuff. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. I'll okay. give, give you the pass. I'll okay. give you the pass. But for I now. ordered one with sausage and it didn't come with sausage. And I was highly upset. But yeah. they still charged me $13 for the meal. No, it was Ooh. 12 like $12 for the meal. What? I was hot. Are you mm. sure you ordered just the one? That seems with the I, meal. I ordered the meal. It came with the you know the the orange juice and a hash brown. Mm. I know, like by the looks of me, it looks like I'm pretty frequent at McDonald's. Whoa, I, your words, man. I, no self deprecation. <laughs> that's my that's my forte. Um, no, I, I haven't been to McDonald's in so long. So that's this funny. is jarring to hear. You're telling me that that little thing because you're. You're you saying twelve or thirteen dollars yes. is insane. That that makes me think you ordered like four of them. Man, I kid you not. It was one meal, and he was like, "That'd be like twelve eighty one." And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> yeah, excuse yeah. me." I think they still do like if you buy one, you get one for like a buck or something. Like I think you can do that with like cheeseburgers. But Maybe. yeah, it's it, it's expensive. The apps though, apps at all fast food restaurants, it's where it's at. If you want for savings, because I have. Uh, got mcdonald's i got taco bells all a, a few others too and you can get some pretty good discounts and free stuff by doing the app route plus it saves you the awkward social interaction of placing your order through a drive-thru you don't have to talk to a human you say yep i'm picking up an order for jason and that's all you have to say and you move along mm. and and i think actually the fast food workers would appreciate that too because then they're not sitting there holding up the line because somebody's doing a long order and stuff like that. I'm telling you, the app's the way to go with fast food these days. I'm I get, fat. I guess I'm old-fashioned. This is the last thing I'll say about it. I guess I'm old-fashioned because I'm just used to, or it feels good to go in and know what you want but still hit them with the, I want, uh. See, I don't like being that guy. I just like uh, to move along. Just know Should I get they, number five or number six? Oh, don't, know. Go. Uh, don't be in the drive-thru if you're doing that. No, go inside if you're doing that kind of stuff. It's like sit in your car and contemplate life for a little bit. <laughs> and then go and place your order. No, I I can know exact. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what I want most of the time, but it's always, can I? Can, what what can I help you out with? What can you get? Uh, can I get a second, please? 
I know exactly what I want. Like, but I please just, be patient. Be patient. It's it's the process. I need a second to like solidify, but I know exactly what I'm getting. I never change my mind. You need yeah. like a couple cars in front of you too. So you can like, because you know, once you get in that drive through lane, your mind starts swirling like, oh man, actually, now that I'm looking at the menu, this looks kind of good. No, this looks kind of good. I maybe had a mindset going in, but wait, that's looking bum right now. Yes. You need a, you need a, I you get the, that. you need a little bit of time. Just to still say, I think I'm going to get what I originally came for. <laughs> I am hungry right now, if you can't tell. And something else I think a lot of Vikings fans are hungry oh. for is actual live football that we're going to get this Sunday when yes. the Vikings take on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Sunday at uh, 325 kickoff, the first preseason game. So the football season for the Vikings will officially be underway. We all got a, uh, mm-hmm. we all got our, Taste buds just tempt, uh, what's the word, uh, tantalized with the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yes. But uh, the Vikings will actually be suiting up and playing some actual full speed football for the most part. Um, if first preseason game, I don't think anybody's expecting like a playoff atmosphere. You know, it's, we're just knocking off the rust still, yeah. but it's something. And I think, uh, I think there's, it's enough for us to at least discuss. So, yes. um, looking into that, do we have any expectations. Do you guys have any wild takes? Do you have any things that you're maybe keeping an eye out for on this uh, coming Sunday? I don't want them to run the ball on first down even once. <laughs> I want to see as much passing, passing. as possible. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, everything in moderation, right? Because obviously Dalvin Cook ain't going to play. Um, I- I'm guessing Dalvin Cook isn't going to play. No, of course not. He better um, not. I don't think Justin Jefferson will either. No. Uh, Adam, Th- Probably not Adam Thielen. Probably a lot of the vets. Um, Kirk probably will get a couple snaps, though. So think you so? probably... Yeah, in the first one. See, I don't remember from last year, guys. Do you remember what the Vikings or other teams did with the three preseason game formats? I don't remember the rest scheduling for for that kind of thing. Because remember how, like... You know, the fourth preseason game was always a wash. It was always just for the mm-hmm. backups. But the third one, like it, these starters played three quarters. Do you guys remember how that works really now with three preseason games? It kind of went back and forth. I saw a couple of teams decide to not play starters at all for the first game. And then second game, they played like a couple series, maybe even a quarter. Um, and then the last game, they didn't play any starters. Or some teams okay. waited till the last game. Me okay. personally, I wouldn't want to see Kirk until maybe game two. Think so? Game three, yeah. Okay, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't want to put him out there because our backup quarterback situation, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, yeah. is not great from everything that not we hear coming reports. out of training camp. Yeah, right so now. I prefer to see the backups in there because it sounds okay. like they need to get as much work in as humanly possible yeah. at the current moment. The only I, I don't expect Kirk to start. I don't expect Dalvin Cook. I don't expect Justin Jeff. I I don't really expect many, if any, starters. Okay. Garrett Bradbury might be the only one, just because <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. from what I hear, yeah. needs we can talk the about work. That too. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I know they've had Chris Reed like taking snaps at center, so that's like yes. a good way yes. for him to, to get those reps. So you, you know, I would expect those two guys. But other than that, I mean, this is it's just this, it's the same thing you see every year watching Hard Knocks. It's like the guy that you don't hear about, but they edit to be like the the sweetheart for the storyline, who you know is going to get cut. You yeah. know he's going to get cut. Who was the guy with the Browns a couple of years ago? Who had, he was a big rock guy. Rock guy, mm. he, like Dwayne the Rock. Like, Johnson? No, no, like he like he liked the literal rocks. Like he was he was a big. He studied. I don't, I don't remember. I, don't, I know Kirk oh Cousins had the he put the rocks in the little jar to like signify every day that he lives. I know that Kirk Cousins does that still. I think. I don't remember the rock guy. I didn't even know that. Oh, did, you don't remember? The, oh, when he first signed, that was like a thing where like it, you know, I don't know who reported it, but mm. he just told, yeah, I got this little, this little jar that I put rocks in every day and every rock signifies just another day here on earth. And like, 
It was basically uh, just collect a giant jar of rocks, and that represents literally, literally your lifespan. Apparently, literally counting his blessings, counting, I, I, counting the days, counting, counting the days. The days. Counting the blessings. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm so that. I, find the rock guy. I googled Hard Knocks Rock Guy Browns, and it was from the 2018 <laughs> series Hard Knocks. Uh, Devin Kajust mm, on the Browns. Okay. That like, name does. I sound remember because that was like his fun fact. Is like he was just a huge somebody. Got, he he had like a book got, like, that just yeah. He nice. that's no that literally he just like wrote about that. He gave him the teammates i think cool um ended up getting cut on the final episode but that's Aww. that's that's what it's about it's a guy like devin kajus where you're he's out there going 100 percent on every snap that he's gonna get but as a fan you're like i don't you know i'm not super invested in really what you're doing um i don't expect too much but it's gonna be fun to see yeah kind of the i think the backup quarterback like you guys were talking about um, because there's really no solid, like solidified who is the number two. Oh, no, really? I th- there isn't. I think mm-hmm. it's probably leaning towards uh, Mannion again. But uh, Kellen Mond, it seems like, is getting decent looks in practice. Mm-hmm. He just keeps holding on the ball for a little too long. Right. Uh, speaking of hard knocks, you guys see the Jamal Williams speech? Uh, the Lions are doing hard knocks oh, this I year. Oh, I did see that. That guy's oh, electric. Got emotional. He, he, he was crying. I wanted to run through a wall for that man. Yeah, I'm assuming his teammates did too. Get smoked week one of the NFL, um, NFL season. I know that uh, that the Rams were on hard knocks a couple years ago, and in a press conference maybe yesterday or the day before, KOC was asked about his experience with hard knocks and everything like that, and asked, like, hey, could Minnesota be a possibility in the future? I'd totally be down for some hard knocks in Minnesota in the future. Yeah, I don't know sure. about you guys. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It would have been a lot of fun with Zimmer and uh, Kirk last year, though. Could but you isn't, imagine that? Oh, uh, that would have been very <laughs> that entertaining. Been, that would have been that would have been, been, been good HBO. Yes. That would have been very good HBO. <laughs> My only thing mm. though is, from what I understand about hard knocks, I've seen a couple of seasons, and they always pick, or for the most part, they pick really bad teams to do hard knocks. More with, controversy so. there. Yeah, but More, like uh, I would, I would. Room. I'm saying that to say I would hope that the Vikings aren't on that show because I would think <laughs> I would hope that they're a Fair. playoff team this year that doesn't need to be on hard knocks. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the hope. Yeah, with the way this team is constructed, even though they're running it back with a lot of the same pieces, that is the hope. Mm-hmm. New coach, new system. Let's be a playoff team this year. Avoid hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, but like AJ said, though, I mean, the backup battle is definitely like the A topic of this first preseason game. And from all indications, Kellen Mond is going to get a lot of playing time. Um, I don't think a starter has been announced again, but I mean, it's Tuesday, August 9th. We still got plenty of time. I don't know when they'll probably announce that starter. I don't know. Typically when they do, it might be might be a game time decision. We'll see. And um, I, I want Mond to start, though. I don't know about you guys. I mm. want him to... I know it's a preseason game, so there's not a lot of pressure, but I still want him to feel that pressure and to go through the preparation of a starting quarterback like right away. I mean, obviously, there's more upside with Kellen Mond as opposed to Sean Mannion. So I think uh, most Vikings fans want to see more of Kellen Mond than Sean Mannion. And I, I hope that he gets his opportunity. But, you know, like AJ said, he's been holding on to the ball a little bit too long. It seems like his decision making is a little bit more drawn out than you want it to be. Um, he's, he's made some really good throws. He made some highlight throws. I've been seeing Judd posting those on social media. Judd, the videographer out at training camp. Look at him go. Shout he's out a to TikTok. Judd. He's a TikTok star. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. Shout out to so, Judd. So, yeah, I, I hope Mon's the starter. Um, do you guys share the same sentiment that, would, that he gets the, gets the nod? Yeah, I would, I would like to see Mon get the, get the most reps out there. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for this first game. I understand bringing, uh, Shamian in for, the remainder of the time, or at least for, you know, the third preseason game. But Mon's got to get out there, man. We Kirk, yeah. you, you never know. He's not an injury-prone guy, but, 
you know, as we saw last season, you know, with the whole COVID situation, he did have to miss a pivotal game down the stretch of the season. So you just, you never know. And, you know, I would prefer mine to be out there. I just would mm-hmm. prefer him to be out there over Minion um, just to get those reps because we, we know what Sean Minion is. Yeah. We, we kind of know what he is already. We kind of know what his ceiling is. Um, we know what his potential is. We really don't exactly know what Kellen Mond. We don't no. really know what his ceiling is or what his potential is. And honestly, I just feel like I haven't seen enough of him to even put a beat on it. Now, the coaching staff has seen enough to be like, yeah, this guy should be like third string. <laughs> yeah. But the fans haven't seen enough of it to make their own kind of, you know, um, um, guess as to as to what his ceiling could be. So I want to see Kellen Mott out there starting as well. I mm-hmm. agree with you. I agree. I'd, I'd rather see him. I want to see exactly why last year you had that amazing quote by Mike Zimmer. Like, do you think we're going to see more of uh, Kellen Mond out there? I see, I see enough of him at practice. Whoa, Mikey. Yeah. Whoa. That man's got a family. Um, I want, no, I want to see him. I want to get him. I want to get him the rest. I don't want this to be tangled with the fact that I don't want him to be the second string quarterback. I don't want him to be the first option at backup. I'd rather have the seasoned vet that is Sean Mannion. Because if it comes down to like something happens week one, you got your backs up against the wall and you're at home against the Packers. I don't want Kellen Mond going out there. I'd yeah. rather like Sean Mannion's he's been able to get it done in a sense for the Vikings when needed, and he's been able to do that in his career. He's not gonna go out there and light it up. But he at least knows I can't hold on to this ball any longer. Let's just let's just throw it away. Um, who's the what's the smart decision here? He's not going to take that crucial like twelve yard lo- uh, loss of a sack. He's going to get the ball out of his hands, even if it's not a good decision. He's going to get it out. Um, but I think more reps are, are going to be beneficial for a lot of Vikings fans to at least see and cope with the fact that either Mond can maybe do it, or uh, maybe maybe we draft a guy here coming up. Maybe. <laughs> With a new coach, and this is a question for you, AJ. With a new coach um, and a new system, do you think Kellen Mott could be more of a threat out there in a situation where you gotta you kind of have to throw him out there last minute because something is going on with Kirk? Just from the standpoint of like he does have mobility in his favor, he does have that. So I mean, I'm thinking maybe you know, um, head coach could find out a way to use those talents, use that skill set to a different way. Mm-hmm. And throw a couple teams off because I've noticed a trend. A lot of times when a backup quarterback comes in and they're a lot more mobile and teams don't have that that tape on that specific player, that quarterback kind of comes out playing really well because you don't know what to expect from mm-hmm. them, you know. Right. So yeah, well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe McConnell could come out and hey, I got I have a game plan that could work around his skill set and yeah. maybe he can excel for this game to get us past. Let's say Kirk can miss. A week or two, mm-hmm. I, I his skill set fits what I'm trying to do for these next two weeks. It'll throw teams off because teams have seen, you know, um, Sean Mannion. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that this is going to happen. But what I would absolutely love is Kellen Mond to win that second job mm-hmm. to be the backup. Yeah, because it, come week one or week two, say you need you, you need something a little explosive. You just want to reach in that in that goodie bag, that trick bag, of yours. You throw them out there. And whoa, what's going on here? We didn't expect Kellen Mond under center or in <laughs> right. shotgun. This guy's got some legs, and right. you can be, you can throw that, you know, you can throw the defense off of. Okay, we're going to switch it out because Kirk, he's not mobile. He's about as mobile as my like Nokia phone from two thousand and eight. 
<laughs> At least it won't break on you, though. Oh, Those no. Those are indestructible. <laughs> yeah. It's like her cousins. But <laughs> it never goes down with injuries. Um, but, yeah, no, wood, I'd, I'd love to see them get a little, because this new offense, I think they're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Speaking of fun, and we can come back to the rest of this conversation, but uh, speaking of fun, did you see some of the like Instagram and just TikTok posts coming out of the Vikings locker room and training facility today? I, I haven't looked specifically. What do you got? Uh, Eric Hendricks, I think, has posted a few IG stories as well as some TikToks, but it's looking loose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, I can imagine compared to last year. I can't even oh. imagine what the tension was like. Yeah. Cut right. it with a knife. It was so thick. It looks so relaxed and laid back, which, mm-hmm. granted, you want these guys like, yeah. oh, we got to get ready for this. I, I, you got to have fun. You got to have the chemistry because yeah. how many I would I'm going to say the good team chemistry is worth just at least one solid win a year. Like Absolutely. You, you can yeah. be, I could, limiting I could. distractions in NFL locker rooms. And I think is that's underselling. A huge thing. I, I, I think was, that's I a huge thing. I was going to say that might get you a couple wins. That yeah. might get yeah. you two, three wins against certain teams in the league at this point. It, especially because yeah. I think you could make an argument to argument too, and I think probably hockey would be second. That football locker rooms are the most like connected. Like yeah. they, I think those guys bond the most. Um, just because I, I, they just spend a ton of time together and there's very specific positions, you know, you got your linemen, your offensive line, defensive line, it's just a lot of camaraderie and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm super duper, duper excited also to see Christian Derrissaw in this first game if he plays, because speaking of like high training camp praise, uh, I read to you guys the Ian Rappaport quote, uh, before we started today, I'm going to read it right now because the comparison here, uh, has got to get. <laughs> Everybody excited. Here's uh, what uh, Rap Sheet said. Quote, they think Darisa is going to be really, really good. It seems to me, based on the people I've spoken with, he's already exceeded the expectations of those who are already on the staff. The comparison I get here, no one is saying that Darisa is him right now. Trent Williams. End of sentence. Oh, lofty, lofty praise. That, that is lofty lofty comparisons i understand that but here's the thing like and i don't know if i picked up on this in the last few years with training camp but like when there's buzz about a player like you've got the coaches talking you got the media talking you got twitter talking typically i've noticed at least maybe here maybe this is different other places but i've noticed this with like justin jefferson i've noticed this with irv smith when players really, really show out in training camp and get comparisons like this and get praise like this, it typically kind of means that, yeah, this guy is going to be in for a really, really good season. I remember just all the praise about Justin Jefferson, his rookie season in that training camp and people talking about him and being like, man, like people were already talking about JJ being different in his first training camp. I remember that. Of course I was skeptical because it was his first training camp. He hadn't played a single snap in a regular season game yet. You got to wait for it, obviously. And obviously he's been a fantastic player ever since. Um, I noticed it with Irv Smith last year before he went down with the injury. He was the talk of training camp. He was the talk of training camp. And he might've been even more so this year. If he didn't go down with the thumb injury, he he might've developed, he might've generated even more buzz, especially with coming back from the injury. Like people were going to be probably really hyped to see Irv Smith. All right, (laughs) he's coming back. Let's go. And now I'm seeing that with Dara saw this year. And look, I mean, that's again, Trent Williams is an astronomical comparison, an astronomical <laughs> comparison. And I honestly remember that the Vikings almost had him a couple years ago. Yeah. Vikings were in deep dialogue with Washington to to get him when he wanted out of there. And it almost happened. But then it, it balked. Something happened. 
goes to San Francisco instead. Which, speaking of which, I don't know. The time of this is kind of convenient that the Niners are going to be in town for a joint practice next week, and Trent Williams is on that roster. So oh, did that's, you just connect uh-huh. a couple dots there? I, I, like, that. Pop, pop, pop. I yeah, like that. I like that. I don't know. I'm good. I'm, I'm good with that kind of thing. So, uh, I, again, I don't know if he's going to play or not. We'll see. Like, um, if Kirk does get, like, a series or two in this first preseason game, I definitely want him to play. Sure, yeah, for I, sure. I, I want the full offensive line. I want the whatever <laughs> starter you're rolling out. Like, I, no... No Oliudo, wherever he's at right now, or Wyatt Davis or wherever. So, um, yeah, if Darisaw gets a snap, like, I'm going to be most focused on him if he does play in this first preseason game because that comparison is just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's like like we said earlier. That is lofty comparisons, and I'm very hesitant to go that far. I do think he's going to be a really good player. I mean, he was drafted um, with our first pick last year. Um, so the we're expecting a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. expecting a lot. That's, now that's we are too, say. especially after that, because that gets our attention. That, Quote, yeah, like, yeah. That now, our, now we're really from watching. Rappaport, like he's on Schefter's level, man. Like that's yeah. that's a big time name talking about that. Yeah, kind of thing. So. All I can say is we will see as far as that can, is as far as that's concerned. I don't want to be the person to shoot it down because I don't <laughs> think it deserves to be shot down. I think anything is possible, guys. Anything is possible, and I think it is very important to remain as optimistic as possible. Yeah, positivity. preach optimism, yeah. optimism and positivity. So I won't shy away from that. Um, but I will just say it's lofty, and <laughs> I love it. We will though. see. We, we will I love see. It. I, I don't mind it. Speaking of uh, mm-hmm. big time quotes, I know you heard our head coach speak recently at the. Um, at the pra- at the practice recently, the the practice open to all fans. Mm-hmm. At the end of that practice, saying at yeah. our stadium, we should never, <laughs> ever see the other team's colors in the stands. I don't want to see any green. I don't want to see any yellow at US Bank Stadium September 11th. Now I know this is jumping the gun, but I did want to get this off. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I I love the bold statements that are coming out of camp this off season. I love the confidence. I love the looseness, like you said, AJ. It just it it feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels like the team is confident. It feels like the team is is poised to go on a run. I won't go far. I'll just say run. I'll use the term run. Oh, I'm not gonna on. go too deep into that. Come but on. it just it just feels right. It feels like people are bought into the system. Um, I know, like I said, I do think they'll start off a little rough. Um, just given the, the schedule and them learning a new system. But I just like the the mindset and the attitude because these aren't things that we were hearing last season. It's no, not, it's not no. things oh, we were no. hearing last season at all. There was any, so much not tension. any of this stuff. We weren't hearing any no. of this stuff. Too much tension, too much drama. And now we have a loose environment where the head coach is making bold statements and already talking about that matchup with Green Bay week one. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I know that was kind of off subject, but I want to throw that out there because that that made me smile. I was like, okay, yeah. the competitiveness, um, the fire is there. And the team is going to feed off of the head coach. They're oh, yeah, going to feed yeah. off of that. Like, yeah, we're going to see. And I hope people listen. If you see people pull up to the stadium with the Green Bay colors on, <laughs> kick them out. <laughs> kick them oh, out. Okay. Get them out of here. Here's the thing, though. Like, I've <laughs> I've only been to how many Packer games? I, th- I think I've only been to two Viking Packer games here mm-hmm. at it, in Minnesota. I haven't been to Lambeau yet, but it's, it's bucket list for me to go to a Vikings Packer game at Lambeau someday. I kind of like it when you got a lot of passionate away fans at the stadium because then, you know, you can like bump elbows with them and you, you can jostle each other and stuff. You can like fire up that rivalry and stuff. So I, I kind of enjoy that atmosphere a little bit, but you're absolutely right. I love seeing that from our head coach because I've, can you imagine Mike Zimmer ever like doing anything no. like that? He never would. No. 
So like even when I was watching that video like yesterday, I was just kind of like, wow, this is the Vikings head coach yep. doing this, <laughs> addressing the fans at training camp and like doing it in a rah rah kind of fun PJ Fleck way that you know wasn't too over the top, was honest and just. Man, it's just like He's, you said, man, it's just it's so chill. It's so refreshing. The tension from last year, to the last few years building up, it's just gone. And the players who were around for that seem to like not really seem like it's carried over too much. They seem to fully embrace this whole new attitude from the coaching staff in the front office. Even the generational Vikings who have been around for a long time, you know, like the Harrison Smiths, Eric Kendrickses, um, even the Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? So Kevin O'Connell is younger. He brings a different level of swag and, and innovativeness, um, a different level of confidence. And there's nothing worse than having home field advantage but not having home field advantage. Oh, right. There's exactly. there's nothing worse than that. So I definitely feel right. him on that. And I did work at one point um, at the Viking Stadium. And there were a couple games. I can't remember exactly which games offhand it was where teams like the opposing team's fans kind of invaded the stadium and you felt it. I bet Dallas was one of them. I bet the Packers was probably one of them. I think one, one of them, them was the Packers. I, I remember because the Dallas game was a primetime game and I remember them showing a ton of Dallas fans yeah. uh, in the stadium. I mean, those fans travel are, and are everywhere. They're parasites. Yeah. Cowboys fans. Oh. You're an Eagles fan, so you can talk more about how Cowboys fans are the worst. Uh, <laughs> right. They are the worst. Is he? Lofty expectations every year to not win any playoff games. <laughs> Three in 25 years. That's yeah. a life sentence. Anthony Barr but. just signed with the Cowboys, though. Former Viking, mm-hmm. eight seasons, I four like Pro Bowls. I'll miss him, man. Like He definitely is like one of those Vikings that you know he was drafted in 2014. There's always kind of like a what if with him. You probably would agree with that, AJ. Like there was probably like always just like we always thought he could be more of a pass rusher, get more sacks and stuff like that. But he typically played back more a little bit. Never like really. I don't know. I think people wanted him to be like a Ray Lewis kind of type of player, like a Von Miller kind of that guy, Uh, kind of more of like even a left end or a right end or hybrid linebacker kind of guy. But he, he wasn't going to be on the team. There were no reports that the Vikings were really interested in retaining him. Mm. Um, he was almost gone a couple of years ago. He originally signed with the Jets, but then he had yeah, huge FOMO. Just goes, nah. Amazing. Yeah, huge FOMO, <laughs> which, you know, it is the Jets. So. Can't blame him. Living blame in New him. York is sweet. That's great. But playing for the Jets, mm. you know, playing for the Giants doesn't sound much better either. Mm, New neither. York football. How about that? So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll miss him, but... And uh, it was inevitability, I think. So good luck in Dallas, Mr. Barr. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have like one player you want to have stand out that you're maybe going to keep an eye on this weekend? I know I have one. Yeah. So you want me to buy you a little time because I know I'm kind of springing this on you right now? Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We talked about him last week on the show, but Andrew Booth Jr. I want to see him get some good. Like, I want to see him start. I don't expect Cameron. Well, maybe Cameron Dancer might play. Like a, a one or two series. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Patrick Pat. Peterson probably won't play. Pat is definitely, he definitely shouldn't play. No. <laughs> I think there's, de- no, and I don't think. Like Cameron Dancer, he might be out there for like the That's, first defensive set, yeah. but after that, no. Yeah. yeah. Just for the sake of, you know, getting out there, getting yeah. the blood pump a little bit. But I, I do mm-hmm. want to see Andrew Booth Jr. get some looks. Um, I want to see him, you know, break up a couple passes, get, deliver some pretty decent hits. You know, the stuff that he is known for because he is a very, like, gritty uh, tactical player in that in that secondary. So to, I want to see what he's able to do uh, for the Vikings. And I mean, we we've been talking him up, and I think a lot of Big J journalists have been talking him up as well. It's, you've been hearing good things at a camp. 
jumping lanes to pick off Kirk in practice and um, I, I want to see him do it against the opposition. I want to see him do it for you know for the purple rather than against the purple. So um, it'll be fun to watch him. But that's my guy to watch, Andrew Booth Jr. for the Vikings this Sunday. You guys have uh, have anybody right now? Yeah, I think uh, to add to your point, like everybody here knows about this <laughs> by now. I'm a big Andrew Booth fan. I mm-hmm. think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a really good preseason, and I think if he gets some time on the field in a regular season, he's gonna show out. The person I'm looking at is the. Um, Free safety we got in the draft. Dang Lewis Sign. Lewis Sign. <laughs> Lewis Sign. Got you. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm always mine, struggling dude. with the names. I'm I, always struggling with the names. Appreciate you, AJ. Of course. Okay. Um, but uh, looking for a lot of the same stuff. Deflections, big hits. I mean, he was known in college for big hits. I mean, helmets flying. I mean, some of these hits, uh, you get you get suspended in, in the NFL for some of these hits that I've seen him put on people in college. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does out there. Uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time, I assume, Throughout the entire uh, postseason or throughout the, the entire uh, preseason, I'm sorry. Um, so I'm looking forward to what he does out there. I think he'll have a pretty big impact. And, bold prediction, he will have at least one interception Sunday. Oof. Before we move on, I have to I have to oh. backtrack it a little yeah, bit here. Because I, I know it, but for some reason, I saw it on the depth chart that I'm looking at right now. It's seen. I know it's seen. And, seen, I, I've yeah. been selling, and I just set you up terribly because it's not seen. But I said sign. It's seen. Wow. Oh, so I had it right. You wow. had it right. I didn't I, mess I cor- up the name. No, yes. I corrected you for wow. no reason. And I hate, I hate wow. that I did. It's all good. It's all I, I, I feel, <laughs> wow. I, yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. It's all good. It's no, all good. No, I'm terrible. Uh, normally, I'm oh. I'm so off with names. I can't get mad when someone corrects me. I just quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. Sign. Yeah. Yes, no. Yes, that's exactly. Right, right. Yeah. So I do yeah. the same thing. I do the same thing. But like I said, I I I did what I want him to do. I jumped, but I was a little too early. Yeah. I I just I knocked it down. I didn't make the interception. So yeah. it's all good. It's all good. That's okay. Just flag on a play. Just <laughs> all right. Get ready for the next play. We're good. Target. Targeting. You guys are good though. No, we're good. We're good. It's kind of awkward for me that you two are kind of having a conflict, and I'm just over here, just no. third wheel in this conflict. You know, I'm just saying. Well, I haven't like, forgotten the fact that he's a Cubs fan, but that's conversation for oh. another day. Oh. Okay. Huh. I'll, I'll mess up your name now, and we'll be fine. Okay, okay Jonathan, let's go next. Uh, oh. Next guy. Wow. <laughs> If only I could be like Jonathan Harrison. At least that's the Jonathan I think of when somebody says Jonathan. All right. Well, you stole mine. Um, I was definitely going to say Lewis Scene. In fact, I was probably going to do like a combo platter, though. I was going to throw Cam Bynum onto Mm. that, too, because I think Cam Bynum definitely has something to say about, you know, Lewis Scene being the starting safety next to Harrison Smith. Because, honestly, Cam Bynum was one of the highlights of the defense last year. One of the very few. Um, He was one of the few secondary players that you could actually really trust behind, you know, Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson. So, I'm interested to see that battle. I'm interested to see how they're they're I think both of them are definitely going to play for definitely, sure. Definitely. So I'm de- I'm very curious who gets the start, how they're going to mix that in, how much playing time they'll get. I do want to think of an offensive player though, um just for the sake of it. Um I'm curious and I know this is preseason so you can't really judge this typical part of football that much on the preseason, but I'm curious what they do with the running game mm-hmm. with the backup running backs. Jalen Naylor, oh, no, not Jalen Naylor, um, uh, Ty Chandler, mm-hmm. and uh, Kane Wongwu. I know Kane Wongwu is a little bit banged up right now, but man, that guy is an electric factory. He is. He um, is. A kick ret- I know he's a kick returner specialist. Um, I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's a punt returner. Maybe he is. I don't remember. I know for sure a kick returner. I know that KJ Osborne has been getting some reps punting again. He he did his rookie season. He was a disaster. Um, but now he's back doing it again. So I'm interested to see like what the running back combination will be, you know, what the third running back will be, I suppose, after Alexander Madison. Um and, and again, like Kane Wongwu, 
in Mike Zimmer's offense last year, he was just he was just honestly he was doing runs up the middle. Like he was not being featured in a way that uh, appealed to his abilities whatsoever. I think you need to get some HB tosses out. You need to get him out on the flat, like on the, near the <laughs> sidelines and stuff with a guy like Kane Wangwu. Again, these are running backs and they aren't featured crazy heavily in the preseason, obviously because they're probably the most injury susceptible of all football players. But if they do get a little bit of playing time in the first and second quarters, I want to see how they're um, how KOC and that offense, Wes Phillips, is going to mix up maybe that the, the run. I, I I'm guessing Madison will play. I'm, I'm guessing he'll play. He'll get a maybe a series or two, maybe, maybe like the Cam Dancer kind of thing, get a series or two, something like Probably. that. But then after that, I mean, the rest is going to be on Kane Wangwu, Ty Chandler, and whoever else is on the roster for running back. So if we're if we're going uh, if we're going offense, you know, we talk, we kind of touched on him earlier. Chris Reed, I want to see can he yeah. can he play the center position? Yeah, I haven't. You know, personally, I haven't been at training camp, so I haven't. You know. I can only go off the things I've heard and that he's getting reps. I haven't heard their good reps or bad reps at the center position. And the center position is obviously one that we have to do something about at some point. So I want to see, can he play the position? Can he play it remotely better than Bradbury? You know, can yeah. can he do it? That's that's all I want to say. I want to see him not get backed up into the quarterback slap every possession, mm-hmm. yeah. every play. That's, that's, that's all I want to see. As uh-huh. long as that's not happening, I'm like, okay, maybe he can do this a little better than Bradbury. But I'll I'll definitely be watching him too because I assume he's going to get some reps at center. Um, an obvious one too. I I, I think we should mention is also tight end. Obviously, because Irv Smith isn't playing, so that's Johnny Munt and Zach Davidson and whoever else is on the roster too. I think those are the two main guys. I know. Uh, that don't Zach... forget about Ben Ellison. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Ellison. I'm sorry, I forgot you. I... Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. He's a good man, Mr. Ellison. Yeah. I assume I've never met him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think. David, well, Munt's been Munt's been getting a lot of reps and a lot of love too. I know Kirk's actually like name drop Munt um, a few times too in press conferences. I wonder who will start too. It, it'll similar to Seen and Bynum. We'll see what the mix is there with those two with the tight ends. So I'm interested. To, I, obviously, those tight ends need reps because if Herb Smith ain't ready to go week one, which there is a chance of that. We're going to need those guys to step up, uh, Tyler Conklin style. Oh yeah. So he's on the Jets too. Speaking oh. of the Jets. So. Oh, all mm-hmm. right. Uh, I think we can maybe put a bow on some Vikings talk. And oh, it's here. It's Seriously, I'm, I'm the first game's it. in a couple days, guys. Finally, <laughs> some football. About that. Finally. Oh, I know. And the football weather's enough. been kind of like nice, too. It's been like in the mid-70s the last couple of days. It was like 85 yeah. today, but it was really nice. Fall is kind of in the air. I don't know. August is. is still hot as hell, though. I mean, it, it'll get super hot again. It's baking a day, September boy. will be a bake fest, too, but... Oh, Leaves will change, the crisp air. <laughs> Football. Yes. I'm Last so thing excited. I want to say before you move Please. on. Madden comes out in 10 days. Just want to throw that it's out. It's not there. out I'm yet. So excited. I'm so excited. I assumed it was out already. <laughs> no, it's not. It comes out on the oh. 19th. Free promo, free promo for Madden. You guys can pay me That's later. Okay. But uh <laughs> you yeah, got pre ordered. Super look, yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Of Excuse course. me. Sorry. So looking forward to it. Man. So looking forward to it. Okay. But I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um before we wrap it, I feel like we need to talk about the obliviousness that the uh, MLB umpiring room in New York had. They've the gone blind. Oh, my goodness. What a terrible, yeah. terrible call. And I'm going to call it that. It was a terrible was. call. Yeah. I don't know how that play that happened uh, between the Twins and Blues Jays mm-hmm. game ended up scoring a run. Uh, to recap for everybody who isn't listening or who didn't, who wasn't watching, um, 
it was it ninth inning, tenth inning, tenth inning, tenth extras, inning. extras yeah. between the Twins and the Blue Jays the other day. Whit Merrifield, he's the Manfred man. He starts on second base. He gets moved over after a deep fly to Buxton. He's able to scurry over to third, and then a sh- somewhat short pop up. Uh, I believe it was Celestino makes the real. And uh, uh, back Tim Beckham was in Tim left. Beckham. Yep, excuse yep, me. Thank you. Tim, yep. Tim Beckham makes the catch and left. Um, fires at home. Perfect throw. Really good throw. Yeah. Really good. Really throw. good. Um, the original call on the field was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget the name. It saves me of the manager for the Blue Jays. He oh, says, "Hey, let's take a look he's at the it." Interim guy too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't anyways, know he he says, "Let's go take a look." They go upstairs. They call New York. Uh, they say, "No, we're going to overturn that. That's a run." They rule that. Yeah. Gary Sanchez was blocking the plate. Yeah. Didn't allow Whit Merrifield. That doesn't matter though. No. And John Boy. Oh, he broke he, it down. He does a great breakdown oh. of this because he has all the angles and everything yes. like that. But this is a play that every baseball fan knows. And this is the, goes back to the Buster Posey rule where you can't block the plane, blah, blah, blah. You can block the plate it, it, when you're set up to catch the ball. Like if you're able to catch the ball there, you can set up and block the plate. It's when you don't have the ball. You can't impede with the runner. Yep. But the issue is he gets the ball before Whit Merrifield is even making contact with him. And, like, the literal rule is that once you have the ball, if you want, you can sit on the base. Because people have done this. You can sit on the base and just block it and say, yeah, you can't touch it. But Gary Sanchez, um, he does a great ISO cam on him of, like, he sets up textbook. He's like, okay, I got to get a little off the plate here. I allow the runner. But as soon as that throw comes in, he does a quick shift. He makes the grab. He gets the leg down, almost like a goalie blocking. Oh, he did everything right. He did it right. (laughs) And they the, got it wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that cost them the game. And I, I think the main takeaway from this, because you can't go back and give the Twins a, a win. What they did win is Rocco Baldelli <laughs> showing he has that fire, oh, yeah. standing up for his guys because yeah. he was out of the dugout in like two seconds. He went from soft spoken guy that maybe you see at like a brunch on the Sunday to oh, the guy you don't want to run to run into like just after bar closes on a Friday night. This Ooh. guy went ballistic, hat off. He threw it. And I a lot of words that I probably can't say on here, but he and he said it after in the in the presser. Like the guys on the field, they called it correct. It's one, two, whoever. Who had they felt like enough evidence to overturn that? That's the issue. Every baseball fan, and I feel like you could talk to any rational Blue Jays fan. That yeah, I, the guys, they would agree. Yeah, they yeah. would agree that he probably should have um, been out. But just an insane, insane <laughs> call. Um, what do you What do you think about the you know the Rocco reaction though, and kind of what that does maybe for the team to see that he is he's going to stick up for him because I feel like as fans as twins fans you haven't seen a whole lot of that from Rocco in his tenure here oh absolutely not Norris if you get a chance to watch the play itself it's it's all over Twitter like it's it's egregious like you've seen that play a million times at the plate and it's been called that same way a million times at the plate and some guy in New York just decided ah nah we're just gonna overturn that one even though there was no like concrete evidence that Gary Sanchez did anything that would retract that run. Uh, yeah, it totally ta- uh, cost the Twins the game, but that is the most animated I've seen Rocco Baldelli uh, as a manager of the Minnesota Twins in his fourth season. Fired up, lively. I've cut up a lot of his press conferences, man. I have to watch pretty much dang near every single one for work, right? And 
it's just kind of run of the mill. It, it, I, honest to God, it's like he says the same thing pretty much every single time, which I get it. There's 162 baseball games. Eventually, you are going to kind of fall into cliches and you're just going to like say things you've said a million times. I totally get it. I'll probably repeat myself a million times on this podcast when it's all said and done and stuff. I know I have. But I know I have. he <laughs> called them pathetic, a joke. Like, it was the most I've seen his face red. It was legit anger. And, yeah, his tirade on the field. Uh, Ron Gardenhire would have given that two thumbs up. He would have loved that. <laughs> and Gardy gave the best tirades. I miss Gardy so much. I hope he's doing okay. Um, yeah, it was it was really encouraging, especially for a team that, you know, after all the big moves at the trade deadline, really solidified themselves as, yeah, we are going for it this season. So, you would want your team to be fired up in a situation like that because it shows that they care as they're chasing a division title. So I think this was a really, I don't know how strategic it was. I think it was really just an honest, like Rocco couldn't believe, I can't believe that we're doing this. Um, but in, in the same way too, yeah, that I think, ooh, Carlos Correa just ripped, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, that's just going to be a fly out. Never mind. We got the game on the TV right now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little bit distracted. They're playing the Dodgers right now. Uh, yeah, it's everything you want to see from your manager right now as we are gearing up for these pennant races. And um, I, he didn't get he didn't get suspended for that, did he? No, I, I haven't heard anything. I, I, I'm I, surprised he hasn't, but I guarantee he's getting a fine if he hasn't already. He probably he, that probably would have been handed down by now. I, I've, I I've, I've seen him on the TV. I know he's in L.A. right now. I haven't um, like actively seeked what he's been penalized, but I, it has to be something. You can't say what he said. <laughs> no, and just be no, like, okay, we'll no, you can't. I but, have I mm-hmm. have said this once before and I will say it again. The best thing that ever happened in sports is the instant replay. The worst thing that has ever happened in sports <laughs> is the instant replay. I, I kid you not. The worst thing you could do as an official is go back after a play has already been determined and overturn it, especially when the game is on the line. Make sure it's conclusive, people. Make mm-hmm. sure it is obvious. And if it's not obvious, let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. Let, it, let it be what it is. Now, I've always been the type of person to say one play does not determine a game. There's so a million I didn't instances. Wanna, yes, yeah, yes. I, I didn't want to play the little devil, devil's advocate here. One play never determines the game. But, but <laughs> in that type of situation, I understand the frustration. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I and, get the frustration. Don't and, overturn something that is not clearly needed to be overturned. And actually, to piggyback off that really quick, that was in the top of the 10th inning that gave the Jays the 3-2 to two lead. The Twins... Had their chance in the bottom of the tenth. They had that run, the Manfred runner on second, and they didn't score. So I mean, sure, like yes, they got screwed. It was a complete screw job, and it cost them the game. But like, t- there's always a little bit of give and take with that artist, like you pointed mm-hmm. out, because like the Twins could have gone and done something about it in the in the bottom of the tenth, but they weren't able to. Yeah. yeah. So, but oh. still, it was just just crap, crap call. Terrible call. Yeah. Just absolutely egregious. Yeah. So. But yeah, I I think it does do a good job for because mm-hmm. they still have like these non division games before you really get into like that final stretch of the season. Like tonight, they're playing the Dodgers. They kind of have that other outside of the division swing. So that uh, maybe it's a long season. Like you said, it's 162 games. Maybe mm-hmm. this energizes the clubhouse a little bit more, gives them a little extra edge. Um, and they say, all right, because they're fighting every win in 162 games matters. 
And I think that because of that, their lead was cut to one with yep. the Guardians. Cleveland so, just won't go away. Which and is the shocking. White Sox are still there, but they just lost Tim Anderson for four to six weeks. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, I, that's tough. This is this is still the the Twins' division to lose. Yeah. So there's no reason they shouldn't win. Um, any kind of final words before we wrap it up here, gents? Um, I would like to go over really quick just another electric uh, outing for MNUFC versus Colorado. I know that they lost four to three, but man, just the offense is just a plenty. AJ and artist that uh, Luis Emeria goal, uh, AJ. Holy cow, where he like slid yep. it off his back right foot and then he did the sliding kick to put it in the upper left hand corner, you know, where mama hides the thin mints, <laughs> upper left hand shelf, John Buchagras. Um, man, it was, it, but again, again, like, man, a, a 4 3 loss. AJ, what's going on with the defense right now well, from they, the UFC? Because this is another, they gave up four goals in the previous game to Portland, four goals yeah. again. It's this. It's a lot of scoring on them right now. Portland, Portland is in pretty good form, so that uh, I want don't. It doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense than Colorado. Uh, but they were missing Michael Boxel, who's been kind of mm-hmm. a mainstay at the back line, and Robin Lewis, who's been kind of playing in that box to box center mid role. Um, and they didn't have uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, who's mm-hmm. been you know their MVP this season. Uh, but they score a Budan Lottie of all people. Credit to him to get the scoring going in the fourth minute. But then they play following that, maybe the worst 15, 20 minutes of the entire season. Like mm. the worst really? soccer really? I, I've seen from them in a long time because uh, they were they got scored on. Uh, in a, Seems like they allowed f- three goals in yeah. uh, eight minutes. There were a few that got past Sinclair that were a little bit questionable that maybe he should have had. I know he's a great he's been great all season. He's an all star. But yeah. Yeah. Ufta. At least those, um, I think the first two goals were a little bit if, a little iffy. I don't think it was the second one. I think it was the first and the fourth. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But yeah, one one of them one of them was just like right in his chest, couldn't hold on to it, dropped, and the guy came in and kicked mm. it in from six yards out. And same thing with another one, just kind of hit him in the chest, couldn't corral it right to the ground, and just bounced slightly away from him, and it was right there for somebody to to boot in. So. Um, two of them, it was more of just guys didn't get picked up correctly, just right mm. inside the box, one on a corner and one on just a crossing, I believe. Um, but no, it, they, they looked like they were maybe going to come back. Brent Coleman banged one on the 81st minute, but, mm-hmm. um, a game that you thought they were in, it was a long night too, cause they had a lightning delay. Right. So we were, yeah. we were, well, I was here at least, um, pretty late at the station running that. Oof. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was kind of a. A tough blow for the team that hadn't lost in like they had they hadn't they had eleven matches or something like that of an unbeaten streak. It was back in June. Yeah, Miami. It was a very was. yeah long streak yeah. of just picking up points left and right. Um, to have that happen um, on the road, I mean, you know, it's, you you look to get some type of result, but to drop after going up and especially scoring that quickly, you expect to maybe like ride it out, but that mile high air, that definitely alters stuff for sure. Yeah, it, it stinks because Colorado is definitely one of the teams that are lower in the standings that you get to face the rest of the season. Um, I believe, you know, we still get to play a few of the bottom feeders like Sporting KC, Vancouver, and San Jose, but the schedule gets only tougher because they got Nashville coming up, Real Salt Lake as well. I know that you're mixing in Houston into there as well, and mm-hmm. Houston is, you know, they're still kind of in the mix, but definitely not as good as those guys. Uh, Dallas is also in there too. Um, it, well, it, da- Dallas actually just leapfrogged them for the three spot sure, in, in the standings, sure. which it was a bad night to drop all three points because every other really good team also dropped points. Um, so oh. they moved from three to four. They're still in a home playoff spot, Jeez. but the gap between 
third place and eleventh place is six points, which is just Gridlock. two. It, it's just two wins. Yeah. So you, you, that was a little bit of a way to get some more um, wind under your wings, but. Uh, no, they couldn't uh, couldn't quite pull it off. You got to hope maybe guys start getting healthier again here. They get the full squad uh, back here coming soon, and they can get back to winning ways here after the All Star Game uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, that'll so, be a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully, a lot of fans will show up for that. Yeah, sure skills competition looked like it was pretty sold out for the most part yeah. tonight, so that's good. Uh huh. Um, it's just Reynoso and St. Clair as our All Stars, right? Yep. And uh-huh. Reynoso should play. He he should get some good playing time, right? He. I, I imagine. I imagine just because of well, Adrian Heath is the manager right. uh, manager of the Loon, so I'm guessing he'll probably start both Ray and uh, St. Clair right and probably on. some Moth. Um, at some point, but just for the sake of the hometown crowd, yeah. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. La Liga and the MLS All-Stars. Yeah, La Liga Liga's MX Liga. and yeah. MLS. La, did I say La Liga? You said La Liga. Liga. I was going to say, La that'd be Ciento. some pretty stiff competition. Yeah. That's like Vinicius but, Jr. But they, <laughs> they've done that. Well, like MLS, all, they, they've done like All-Star games where like the MLS All-Stars would play like Last Real year, Madrid or something like that, right? They've done it where they played like if European they have, clubs if or they something. they have, I'm not sure. I know last year was Maybe also I'm wrong Liga about that. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Right. I don't know. You're the soccer guy around here, AJ. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't expect to have to know the past history unfortunately but maybe next uh, time yeah i'll look it up for next time how about that <laughs> good sounds good to me sounds but good to me they did bring back goalie wars tonight i don't know if they televised it but if you don't know what goalie wars are i'm not going to talk about it anymore because we're already <laughs> running over time but goalie wars it's like a sh- it's 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 actually really exciting we got homework artists we got to check out goalie wars goalie for next wars. week goalie, goalie, goalie wars. wars goalie wars that sounds goalie epic. wars that yeah. does sound epic actually it, it is pretty good um, but yeah, I think that'll uh, do it for the show, gentlemen. Um, before we wrap it up, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever else you consume your audio uh, podcasts and leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, all that stuff for more weekly shows. Any final words here, guys? Um, Looking forward to Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baby. Looking forward to Friday. Yes. Yes. Football's back, baby. Football oh, yeah. is actually back. All and right. the regular season will be right around the corner. We'll get into fantasy football stuff. Too. I'm excited yes. for fantasy. I've been Same talking. Here. I've been talking to family and friends <laughs> about drafts and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, it, it's in the air. And I'm, I'm just excited. Still got a little baseball though. Let's not forget. And a oh, good yeah. soccer team as well. Absolutely. So. Well, yeah, that'll do it for uh, Taxi Squad this week for Jason Stormer and Artist Woods. I'm AJ Fredrickson. Join us next week as we continue to discuss more Minnesota sports knowledge and uh, just some spewing hot takes as we move along with these seasons. So that'll do it for us. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you next week.